Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Unlike every other Sunday in Easter and Advent and Lent, this Sunday, Rogate, is not named after the first words of the introit, but rather after the theme, prayer. In the year 470, Mamertus, the Bishop of Vienne in France, instituted the first Rogate or Rogation Sunday and the following three days known as Rogation Days in order to pray for the crops which were being threatened by a volcano. The practice spread and continued to be observed every year on the Sunday before Ascension in order to pray for the crops that God would in his mercy protect them that we may be blessed by them. So too we are continuing in this and so we'll be using the litany as the prayer of the church as we bring our requests before the Father in Jesus' name. And that leads us to our sermon text this morning from the Gospel according to St. John, which begins with Jesus saying to his disciples, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and believe that I came from God. I came from God. From the Father, and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. This leads us to ask, what does it mean to pray or ask in Jesus' name? First, a little context which will help us clear up what seems confusing at first. When our Lord is speaking of in that day, he is referring to that time after which he sends the Helper, the Holy Spirit, upon the disciples at Pentecost and the days following those days which continue to now. When he says, you will ask nothing of me, and whatever you ask of the Father, we may be confused as we ask Jesus for things all the time. Should we not be doing this? In the Greek, however, it clears this up, because those two asks in English are actually different words with different meanings. The first ask, meaning ask of Jesus, is actually inquire or question. As in, in that day you will no longer inquire anything of me. The disciples had inquired of Jesus throughout his ministry, asking him many questions, asking him to clarify what he meant. Our Lord is here saying to the disciples that in that day, after Pentecost, they will no longer need to inquire of him because the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, will lead them into all truth. The proof of this is found in the disciples' preaching in Acts, as well as the letters which they have written, which show that they have a deep knowledge of the Lord's teaching, his mission, and his person, compared with their time when we see them with him in the Gospels. And so what does it mean then to pray or to ask in Jesus' name? The Lord's promise, truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you, is very, very far-reaching. It is broad, and has been, unfortunately, twisted and misused by many. 
And so to understand what our Lord is saying here, we need to know what it means to pray in his name. First, what it is not. It's not simply tacking in Jesus' name at the end of a prayer. While that is itself a good practice to end our prayers in this way so that we have this reminder and this confession of Christ, this is not what it means to pray in Jesus' name. Those false teachers like of the prosperity gospel and the preachers of the word of faith who tack in Jesus' name at the end of every decree and declaration they make, no matter whether it's in accord with God's will or whether it's blasphemous, are not praying in Jesus' name. For it is not prayer in Jesus' name if, we're not pray if we are praying for something that is contrary to our faith or our status as a believer. Praying for things that would harm our faith and are dangerous to it are not praying in Jesus' name. Praying for things that would change our status as believers and our place before God, such as asking for sinful things, is not praying in Jesus' name. No matter how it is dressed up, prayers like this are prayers that are not grounded in faith, but in our sinful flesh, which yet remains in us. Yes, praying for things which contradict the will contradict and will harm our faith and status as believers is surely not praying in the name of Jesus. Similarly, if a prayer asks for something which conflicts with the good and gracious will of our Lord, is not prayer in Jesus' name. On this side of eternity, we cannot always see how the things that are difficult, painful, or troubling may fit into the will of God. Yet we are assured by St. Paul in Romans chapter 8 that the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. We may not see that good in the here and now and in the midst of it. Often these things which cause suffering are those crosses which we must bear to follow our Lord Jesus Christ. Yet we know, too, that through these things we are being conformed to the image of his Son. In times like this, we do not always get what we want, but we should also remember to pray as our Lord prayed, and it is at those times most helpful to pray as he prayed in the gar garden of Gethsemane on the night when he was to go to his passion. Father, not my will, but your will be done. For the will of God is always good, and while the medicine which he gives us as his children may be bitter, it is for our eternal good. Lastly, prayer in Jesus' name cannot include things not covered by his name, that is, those things outside of his person and work. Those things which fall outside of this are not part of our Lord's promise, and so they do not belong to prayer in his name. These are things which fall outside of our relationship to him and our relationship to our neighbors and our service to them. Here we're talking mostly of material things, things that are beyond our daily bread, the well-being of the church, and the care and support of our neighbor. Janice Joplin's famous prayer, O Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz, is not a prayer in Jesus' name, even if we tack in Jesus' name onto the end of it. So what then is prayer in Jesus' name? To put it simply, it is prayer which is centered in faith, in the revelation of who Jesus is and his work for us. It is prayer which believes that Jesus is the Son of God 
who came from the Father and having come into the world, fulfilled his divine mission for which he was sent in order to save the world from sin by his death on the cross. And now he has left the world and is with the Father. The name of Jesus itself is a revelation. Jesus means the Lord is salvation. Yes, Jesus, the Lord incarnate, and he is salvation for all who believe in him. As the archangel Gabriel said to Joseph, you shall call him Jesus, for he shall save his people from his sins. Thus, prayer in Jesus' name petitions our Father in all of our needs of body and soul, which are covered by his redeeming work, which themselves are very broad. Our Lord told his disciples, until now you have asked nothing in my name. This is not an accusation from Jesus towards his disciples, but a statement of fact. They have not asked in Jesus' name while he was still with them, for he had yet to complete and accomplish his work. The disciples continued to pray as they had learned it from their parents as children and as they had been formed in the liturgy of the synagogue, which, in addition to, they have learned the Lord's Prayer, which he had taught them. They were still living in the Old Covenant, because it was still in effect. But soon Jesus would inaugurate a new covenant because of the completion of his work fulfilled the Old Covenant. His life and death brings fulfillment to the Old and thus inaugurates the new. The disciples, when they learn this, when the Spirit of Truth reveals this to them, and when Jesus speaks openly about his relationship to and his mission from the Father, then they understand. Then how could they not pray in his name, knowing that he is from God, that he is God, that he is the Son of God, the only begotten through whom all things were made? How could they not pray in his name, knowing that he has accomplished our redemption from sin, death, and the devil. How could they not pray in his name, knowing that he is now ascended in power at the right hand of the Father and reigns eternally? Do not pray in his name. Do not pray with faith in him because of this. Do not pray with it firmly in their hearts that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, would be to deny who Jesus is. So prayer in Jesus' name is grounded in the revelation of who he is, and prayer which is made with him in our hearts and united to him by faith. It is prayer which approaches the Father with all of our needs of body and soul while trusting in Jesus Christ who came from the Father and having done all things for our redemption, returned to the Father. It is humbling, humbly coming before our Father with confidence in his mercy and love, as we would come before our own fathers and ask of them. It is the prayer of faith. And so we should follow and ask for those things which our Lord himself has taught us to pray for, that God's name may be hallowed among us by pure teaching and preaching of his word, and so that we may live holy lives according to that word, that his kingdom would come to us and expand so that more and more will be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, that his will would be done among us so that he would strengthen and keep us in the true faith and that he would break and hinder the will of our flesh, the world, and of the devil, that he would continue to provide for all our needs to support this body and life, that he would protect and increase the fruits of the earth and that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. 
that we may not fall into despair or false belief, but that God would defend us against this, and that we may triumph over all temptation, that we may be defended, preserved, and rescued from all evils of body and soul, that we may be spared and healed of all sickness and disease if it is his will. These needs and all our cares and troubles which weigh on us we bring to the Father himself because our Lord Jesus Christ, his Son, yet a man through the Incarnation, became the mediator between God and man, and he has made peace with God for us by his death on the cross. Our Lord said to his disciples, In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. Our love of Jesus flows from our faith. We trust in him, we hear his words, we have union with him and communion with him and grow in love towards him. The Father who loved the world enough to send his Son loves especially those who recognize this and so love his Son and believe in him. And Jesus stresses that in that day, the day in which we live now, we ask the Father and have access to him through faith in him. This does not mean that Jesus does not intercede for us, but rather that the Father himself loves us and cares for us, and yes, he hears our prayers. Yes, indeed, Jesus does intercede for us daily because we are weak and still carry around us our sinful flesh and so daily sin. Our Lord Jesus is constantly interceding for his church, for his Christians whom he has purchased and won with his blood. And when we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus, the Righteous One. Our great high priest who offered his life for us is now seated at the right hand of God the Father, and he intercedes for us that our sins may be forgiven by faith in him because of his sacrifice. May we always abide in him praying in his name to the Father, the giver of every good and perfect gift, so that by God's grace we may remain steadfast in the faith throughout all the days of our lives, until the day when our Lord Jesus comes again from God to the world in great power and glory to judge both the living and the dead. On that day may our merciful Lord, who has died to save us and forgiven, forgives our sins, welcome us into his kingdom, which has no end, that we may live in our loving Father's presence and under his watchful eye and saving hand forevermore. God grant this unto us all. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. <clears throat>